Welcome to a new mini-series. It's called Get Up in the Cool Presents Save the Tour, a plan B for my dear friends whose incomes have been interrupted by COVID-19, and a plan B for you, my dear listeners, who otherwise would be watching these shows in person. I've been reaching out to former guests of Get Up in the Cool, particularly the ones who make their living performing and teaching in person, asking them to record themselves playing for you. So for the foreseeable future, I'll release bonus episodes every Friday as long as I have submissions. The format is whatever they want it to be. Could be your typical trad music house show performance, maybe a workshop or musical lecture. Whatever they would be doing in your town, they're going to do it in this podcast feed instead. Get Up in the Cool is free to download, although not free to make. Thanks to those of you who have signed up or raised your pledge amount recently. I will also be losing some income opportunities due to social distancing. But, and I can't stress this enough, Get Up in the Cool Presents Save the Tour is not free. The whole point of this new miniseries is to soften the financial blow for these service workers who have been laid off. If you listen to an episode in this series... Check the show notes and follow through on one or more of the calls to action. And if they link a virtual tip jar, pay what they ask. And if they don't specify a dollar amount, I suggest a sliding scale from $10 to $20, the typical rate for a trad music house show. Buy their CDs and downloads, order a shirt, whatever, just pay them for this. I'm on paternity leave, so... I'm recording this intro once and tacking it on to the beginning of each episode in the series. I can't introduce each artist as much as I would love to, but I have other things that I have to worry about right now. But I can link their previous appearances on Get Up in the Cool in the show notes on your podcast app, so check those out if you're not sure about committing to pay for this episode. The show notes is also where you can find the virtual tip jar and merch table. All right, friends. Let's save the tour. Hello, world. My name is Andrew Finn McGill, and it's great to be back on the Get Up in the Cool podcast. And I will say, first off, Cameron, it does feel very different without you. But I commend you for taking the initiative to create a platform for uh, us musicians to share our music in new ways. So um, before I start playing some music, I'll just give a little bit of my background because I think it's probably germane to what I'm going to talk about. So the name of this podcast is The Evolution of Irish and Scottish Fiddle Tunes in American Music, and uh, specifically traditional American music. So old time, Southern Appalachian fiddling, bluegrass. And um, I grew up here in Asheville, North Carolina, going to something called the Swannanoa Gathering, which is a series of fiddle camps, basically. It's something that my father started in the early 90s. Uh, he and a guy named Doug Gore, but my dad essentially grew the program from the ground up. And in its entirety, it's five weeks, but it's divided into different programs dependent on genre or instrument. So there's an old time music and dance week. There's a Celtic week, which is all Irish and Scottish music, and uh, sometimes other kinds of Celtic music. And there's a fiddle week, which is non-genre specific. So when I was a kid, I took classes and all these uh, weeks and uh, soaked up a lot of different kinds of fiddle music. And uh, so what I'm going to talk about and play, hopefully more play than talk, is the relationships between these genres. So uh, we'll just dive right in here um, to sort of use this as a reference point. I'm going to play some Scottish music 
And uh, this is a Scottish march called the Aired Ranters. So that tune uses a lot of uh, what they call in Scottish music the Scottish snap, which if you're a fiddler is a quick down-up bow. So, so that kind of thing. You find that a lot in marches and um, you find a lot in Strathspeys as well, which is a tune that pops up in other kinds of music such as Cape Breton music and uh, I think a few others, but it comes from Scotland and it's probably most synonymous with Scotland. So here's a Stratspey that I learned from Laura Risk at the Swanano Gathering. So uh, that's a Strats Bay, and um, so that and other kinds of Scottish tune types came over to the United States and mixed with um, other forms of music to eventually create, um, you know, American music. And I will say, I'm <laughs> I only know the relationships between these two things from um, just real world experience and I guess jamming and learning tunes from these people. Um, the respective fiddlers of these traditions. So I am definitely not a historian nor an ethnomusicologist, but uh, I would love to hear your comments about this as we move along. So um, so the genre of music that I actually first started playing was Irish music. And um, I'm going to play some Irish music and then I'll get into some Irish and Scottish tunes that pop up in American music. But... Um, this is a tune called Martin Wins Number no. Two, and I believed I learned it from Brian Conway, who's a fantastic fiddle player from New York, great Irish style fiddle player. <laughs> Thank you. 
So one thing um, I will say, there are many different Irish fiddle styles, just like there are many different Scottish fiddle styles and American fiddle styles. But um, there are some differences in bowing, which I think is, which probably uh, is the first thing to mention. So in Scottish music, to me, the bowing is a little more dramatic and um, people often characterize it as being more separated, like, like that. Um, but uh, that's, I guess that's dependent on the style, but there are certain ornaments that are different in between the two styles. And um, I often think that Irish music is a little more slurred and rounded out, but you know, I'm here to make no sweeping statements. So I'll let you guys decide. So that, um, that's just a little example of some Irish fiddling. And um, there's a particular Irish tune type um, that you don't really find over in this part of the world as much, but it's called a jig. And a jig is in six, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. So um, this would be an example, excuse me, <laughs> this would be an example of a jig called Father Flynn's. So you can hear the one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, and uh, we don't find that time signature as much here, although uh, there are some esoteric tunes out there in six, eight in American music. But um, most of the old time in traditional music seems to be in four, four. And uh, there's a lot of theories about that. But at any rate, that's probably the most stereotypically Irish fiddle tune type. And um, so to just move it over... To this side of the pond. I'll play you a tune that uh, has an Irish cousin, but I'll play the old time version first. This is a tune called Twin Sisters. So that's Twin Sisters, and uh, I'll just play you 
an Irish version of that. So in Irish music, it's called the Boys of Blue Hill, and it's actually a whole other tune type. It's considered a hornpipe, and uh, we'll get into some of the differences between Irish hornpipes and American hornpipes later. But um, this would be an Irish hornpipe, same tune, but uh, the Boys of Blue Hill. That's one example, um, and uh, probably a more famous example is a tune called Leather Britches. So uh, in Leather Britches, there's so many different versions, um, but I'll play a, I'll play you a version which is kind of an amalgamation of versions probably, I'm not sure where I got this particular version, but uh, Leather Britches. <laughs> So that's uh, Leather Britches, kind of more of an old time style. And um, I'll play you another version of Leather Britches, which uh, is more, of a, more in a bluegrass style. And I got this particular version from the playing of John Hartford, who kind of straddled all genres <laughs> and forms of life. But uh, okay, so here's Leather Britches. Thank you. 
there you go. That's a bit of a bluegrassier version. And um, I guess the differences between bluegrass and old time is a whole other podcast. <laughs> but um, but there are lots of different versions of this tune and lots of different parts. And um, I'll play you the Irish version, which is called Lord MacDonald's. And uh, despite the, the seemingly Scottish sounding name, uh, it's an Irish tune. So Lord MacDonald's. So the Irish version really has three parts, uh, but it's played A, B, C, B. And um, maybe that's part of the reason why there's so many versions of leather britches in the American tradition, uh, but who knows. So uh, that was the first tune that I heard in an old time jam. I was probably like 14 and I was like, why are they playing Irish music? in an old time session um so that's when the gear started to turn a little bit but uh okay so leather britches and lord mcdonald's uh there's another pretty common tune which is still played to this day in scottish irish and american music old time american music uh i won't play every version but um we'll start here with the american version this is called hop high ladies Oh, and by the way, I got this version from a 1941 field recording off the Slippery Hill website, which is a great resource for uh, old recordings of all-time music. So anyway, here is Hop High Ladies. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, here's that same tune played uh, in an Irish style, and in Irish music, it's called Miss MacLeods. And again, we have a uh, a Scottish name, so there must have been a connection. Okay, Miss MacLeods. So that's Miss McLeod's. Um, all right. So I mentioned earlier about the tune type called the hornpipe, and um, hornpipes are <laughs> kind of the most mis- mysterious of all the tunes, at least in Irish music, because they're the most different one. And um, part of that is because they're in odd keys at times, like E flat and B flat or F, and uh, they'll have a lot of things that the other tunes don't, like chromaticism and uh, go up into different positions, and um, I've heard all heard all sorts of theories. I've heard it was vaudeville's fault. Who knows? But um, probably the most famous hornpipe that everyone has heard is a tune called. So that's sailor's hornpipe, um, although it's also called college's hornpipe. And um, if uh, if you've read, I believe it's Oliver Twist, there's a reference to college's hornpipe. Or no, it's A Christmas Carol, I think. Uh, yeah, so it's an old tune. But uh, that rhythm, that sort of bouncy rhythm, it's almost swung. That tune is probably not the best example, but uh, it's more of a... And then you'll have a lot of triplets, like that kind of thing. Um, sometimes chromaticism. So uh, yeah, all these little things you don't get in the other tune types. But I'll play you an Irish hornpipe called Galway hornpipe. Thank you. 
Galway Hornpipe. Um, but any of you that play old-time music, and I'm guessing that's most of our listeners, uh, will come across these tunes called Hornpipes all the time. And, um, you know, there's all sorts of hornpipes um, of all different speeds, but they tend not to be... They tend not to have these characteristics that the Irish hornpipes do, like the weird keys and the chromaticism and the bouncier tempo. Um, maybe the most famous hornpipe in American music is called Fisherman's Hornpipe. So I'll just I'll play a little bit of that. So Fisherman's Hornpipe, uh, you hear that a lot in um, old-time and bluegrass circles. And um, and then a lot of uh, people have written their own hornpipes. So um, there's Monroe's Hornpipe, which, of course, by the great Bill Monroe. Okay, so uh, lots of different hornpipes. And a lot of the tune names themselves will reference parts of Ireland or Scotland. So uh, a tune that comes to mind is the Flowers of Edinburgh, or as they say here, Edinburgh. <laughs> um, but yeah, here's the, the Flowers of Edinburgh. <laughs> O'Connor actually <laughs> did a version of that. He actually played it both as an American and a Scottish tune with the, the Scottish snap, if you remember. So... It's, 
cetera, et cetera. Um, not exactly sure his version, but uh, but there you have, yeah, the flowers of Edinburgh. And obviously, you know, these linkages can be found in song lyrics and other tune titles too. And as I mentioned, uh, there's a great book on this. I think I mentioned it called The Wayfaring Strangers by Doug Orr and Fiona Ritchie. And it came out a few years ago on the University of North Carolina Press. And it's really awesome. I would highly recommend you get it if you're interested in exploring this a little more deeply. They really delve into, I think it took them like 10, 15 years to write the book. And um, for those of you that don't know, so Doug Orr was one of the people who helped found the Swannanoa Gathering. He was the president of Warren Wilson College, where the Swannanoa Gathering takes place. And uh, that's where I learned all this music from a, a lot of great fiddle players. And then Fiona Ritchie is the host of the Thistlands Shamrock on NPR, uh, which plays Irish and Scottish music and other forms of Celtic music. Um, curiously enough, so I thought this was very interesting. There's a book called O'Neill's Book of Irish Music, and there's actually a few publications of his tune anthologies, but Francis Chief O'Neill was the... Uh, chief of the Chicago Police Department in the late 1800s and uh, just a huge fan of traditional Irish music. And at that time, a lot of the Chicago Police Department, if not all of them, were Irish. And uh, Chicago actually had uh, one of the biggest Irish populations outside Ireland in the world, maybe the biggest. But um, so... Francis O'Neill would go around to the various police officers and he would get tunes off of them and he compiled them all in this giant book called O'Neill's uh, 1,851 Melodies, something very, something very eloquently 1800s, uh, far more eloquent than how I can articulate this. But uh, one of the tunes in that book is called Turkey in the Straw, which of course is a classic American fiddle tune. It's almost like cartoonish you hear it in cartoons and um so i'll just play a little bit of turkey and the straw so you have that in your ears okay so we've all heard that tune um and then I came across this tune in O'Neill's Book of Irish Music, and um, it's a slightly different version. I'll just play you a little bit of um, what's, what's written. So they actually call it Turkeys in the Straw in O'Neill's Book of Irish Music. I'm going to read this, so I'm going to shuffle around a little bit. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, pretty much the same melody. And uh, you can imagine my surprise <laughs> coming across that in a book of traditional Irish music, especially because I didn't think they had turkeys in Ireland. But 
uh, who knows? There are several tunes which I've come across that um, are basically the same tune. They don't have different versions and different names, such as Hop High Ladies and Miss McClouds or Leather Bridges and Lord McDonald's. Um, and one example of that is the tune Devil's Dream. And uh, I actually first heard this tune in uh, a Scottish jam session. But, um, of course, it's played here as well as an American fiddle tune. But uh, Devil's Dream sounds like... So that's Devil's Dream, and that's pretty much the way I would um, play it. Uh, if I were going to play it as a Scottish tune, maybe with just a little more or ornamentation. Like that kind of thing. But it's really hard for me to not add those little Irishisms, those little Irish ornaments when I play Scottish music, because Irish music was the first genre I learned. It was actually the first music I ever heard, because my mom plays traditional Irish flute, and my dad plays... Uh, Irish guitar and other instruments so um, it's just all back there somewhere and kind of creeps out so I'll end here with a tune that was probably the first old-time tune that I learned and I would imagine it's probably the first old-time tune that many of us learn uh, it's called Soldier's Joy and it was actually Doug Orr who I mentioned earlier um, kind of one of the visionaries behind uh, the Swan and Oak Gathering that got me to learn this tune so uh, I'll dedicate this to Doug. Here's Soldier's Joy.
So uh, what prompted this whole, I suppose, deep dive into, you know, the relationships between Irish and Scottish fiddle music and American fiddle music was, um, apart from always being interested in this, uh, I guess it was two years ago, I was asked to do a lecture on this for the Blowing Rock Arts and History Museum in Blowing Rock, North Carolina. And since then, I've been developing this presentation, um, which is pretty much what you just heard. It's uh, an interactive live version. So you can ask questions, which is different than a podcast. But um, I've given it a few times around North Carolina, um, the Heritage Center at Western North Carolina University, which is uh, a really cool museum you should check out. And um, so that's kind of the origins of this. And it's something that I, I continue to do. And I would love to hear your uh, suggestions and comments. Uh, there's a lot of other tunes, obviously, um, over the waterfalls when it comes to mind. There's so many tunes um, that uh, mixed and melded with African music and other kinds of music here in Appalachia, and, and uh, which is where I live, but uh, all over the United States and to create this music that we love called old time music. But um, I'd be very curious and I would love to hear um, what tunes you've dug up if there's others out there. Um, you know, it's obviously the more obvious ones that, that I'm, I would say some of the more obvious ones that I've played today, but, um, there's so much music out there. So please, I invite the, the collective beehive mind with your suggestions, comments, and questions if you have them. So, uh, thanks again to Cameron DeWitt for organizing this and, uh, listen to his podcast. Go listen to another episode right now. Do it. Thank you.